Hello, I'm Steph. And I'm Al. And this is The Source, a podcast from Chicken and Chips Casting. conversations with people we love, talking about things we love and hate or feel strong feelings about. And it's all no BS. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. That's good. So this is a new episode for The Source. For the first time ever, we're releasing a bonus ep. Mm. Yes. And the reason it's bonus is because it's timely. It is timely. We've got a bit of news from a very exciting guest that we want to help support and well, we also just had a really fucking great chat with us, so yeah. we could actually just have a full episode. But anyway. We'll bring it back we'll on. We'll bring it back. So our guest for our bonus episode is Joe Stanley. Yay. So excited. So excited. Uh, we all know Joe from 20 years plus on radio. Uh, she rose to fame in 2003 as one half of the Matt and Joe show on Fox FM. Uh, but now, after a very successful career on radio and in the public eye. Um, she's doing something that has never been done in Australia. Mm. She's building Australia's first radio network for women by women. It's called Broad Radio. Broad Radio is the mouthy, sassy, funny, classy and clever radio station you can't find anywhere else. They want women to be heard and celebrated. So they are just literally here to amplify equality and lift other women up. It's Great. fucking amazing. So good. And I'm so excited to I'm so excited. listen to more. Yeah. So at the moment, she's got a crowdfunding campaign, um, which is going until the 26th of November. Mm-hmm. So we chatted to Joe all about Broad Radio and what she wants to achieve with it. Yeah. And we'll put the link to the crowdfunding campaign in the show notes. Um, I think this, that this is something that really caught mine and, and your eye just because, um, you know, just supporting women. And also I think that, uh, and you'll hear from the discussion that we have with Joe is that a lot of topics um, about women or to do with women are neglected in mainstream media. And I think a lot of us feel isolated and kind of left out of the conversation, um, given that not all of our experiences are the same as women. Um, so I think, yeah, Joe, Joe, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to everyone listening to this because mm. I had such a fun time chatting to her. And I think everyone needs to get behind it and support it so she can build such a fucking great radio station for everyone. Yes. And like building a radio station, when when we got the email saying that Joe was doing this, I was like, where do you even begin? Imagine someone telling you to start a radio station. I don't, my brain just explodes. I'm like, but what, but where, what? Nah, don't know. Anyway, Anyway. she's a fucking powerhouse. She's amazing. Plus hilarious and just beautiful. Yeah. Enjoy and um, go to the link on the, in the show notes and support the crowdfunding campaign. Yes. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Source, Joe Stanley. Hello. Oh, it's so lovely to see you, Chicken and Chips. Best name ever. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I love it. I love what you guys do. Oh, that's oh. lovely. Well, we love what you do. Yes. So it's mutual. Mutual love all around. Well, you know, when you see uh, 
the ladies doing it for themselves, there's something really, I don't know, doesn't it kind of uplift you? You're just like, yeah, they're doing it, I'm doing it, we're all doing it together and it's just something really powerful about it. Totally. It's like we're all a part of the one team, even though we all do different things on the team. Yeah. Got no idea what each other does, but we're like, whatever, (laughs) you just do it well and I love that. Well, you know, it's like um, because, you know, emotion is contagious, right? That's like a scientific thing. So uh, it's the same to me. I think if I'm lifting someone else up, they're going to then go and lift someone else up. And then it's like the ripple effect just just goes throughout the whole universe, in my opinion. So, yeah, we are yeah. on the same team. Totally. It's mm. the um, also the acts of service thing, you know, mm. like when you're in service to someone and you can do them, you can do them a favour without expecting something in return. And then it's just sort of, you know, putting good juju out into the universe. Yeah. Love it. It's good. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of um, empowering women and loving each other, we have brought you in for a bonus episode to talk about your upcoming project, Broad Radio, which we're. Well, now I've never been described as a bonus before, so that's nice. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I worked in radio for, uh, gosh, I did breakfast radio for 12 years. I've done radio for, I don't know, 20 years. And love, love, love radio. I really do. Um, I just think there's a real gap in the market for radio that's for women over that 35-year-old sort of age bracket. You ladies look like you barely scrape past 30. How old are you? We're almost fitting into that category. I turn 33 next week. Mm. And I'm already 33. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're not ageist. I mean, obviously, everyone is welcome and also men. You know, we hope that some men do listen um, but it's more about that uh, kind of conversation that's a little bit more in-depth, a little bit more thoughtful. Uh, we know that women particularly are the fastest growing audience for podcasts and you, I'm sure, have a lot of amazing women who listen to you yeah. because we're hungry for that kind of conversation that is a little less surface level. And that does kind of fall towards women who, as we get into our 40s and 50s, we feel a little invisible. We're kind of increasingly overlooked by marketers and brands. You would know that perhaps in your line of work with your business when you're casting. Do you ever have people come and say, hmm, I'm looking for a 55-year-old woman who's still really active and looks amazing and really kind of vibrant? I don't know if that even happens in the advertising media world. So then I was like, hmm, I feel like there's a gap. And I spoke to people who could do it, who are in the radio world, who have, you know, like they're from Osterio and places like that. And they loved it, but they, they, they were like, nah, I don't really, we, we don't have a budget for that right now. So in the end, I was like, I'm like every mother in every household who's gone, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> We've all said that. All of like us. Daily. But yeah, fuck it. Oh, fuck it all. It's better just if I just do, do it, it myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's so now we're creating this radio station for, for women over 35 is our, our sort of our target. And that's partly because in radio, you know, demographics are carved up by, you know, 18 to 35, 35 plus kind of vibe. But, um, yeah, so we're doing it and, and we're crowdfunding at the moment because we, need, we want to create an app so that it can be in everybody's, yeah, everybody's ear hole wherever they go. Great. Brilliant. Um, I did have a question about the crowdfunding thing, actually, because it's becoming more and more, um, uh, you know, popular to crowdfund 
to get investment, particularly for creators and filmmakers as well, use it for, you know, creating short films and even feature films. So um, I guess, can you talk us through your experience with the crowdfunding campaign and what, what you're looking to raise and where the money will be going? I'm really glad you asked that because it does feel a little bit like there's dark arts to it and this is the first time I've ever done it and it's brutal. I'm, yeah. I'm going to just be completely honest with anybody who's considering it. You have to know from the beginning that you will be able to dedicate the re- the next six weeks of your life to basically non-stop marketing. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is I think you need to believe that your audience is already there. You just need to find them. So for me, our crowdfund, we're doing it because you know, we've, we've been uh, broadcasting a live stream on Tuesday mornings on Facebook Facebook every since the 5th of January. And that's been amazing. We're gathering our audience. It's given me enough validation to know that there is an audience out there. So I feel like when we thought about the crowdfund, I'm like, okay, so I know that they're there. I just need to spend a lot of time accessing them. So we're seeing the crowdfund, yes, to raise money. We've set our target at 50000 and we're on, we're, we've hit forty-five. It's <gasps> I know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm, every time I really kind of absorb that, I get very teary. Um, it's amazing. But anyway, that aside, um, we, and we'll keep going. We've got 30 days left on the campaign. So we'll keep going and, and um, set our target perhaps at 60 or 65, I don't know. But uh, it's also a marketing opportunity. So you've got to see reason for your crowdfund outside of the funds you're actually raising because, mm-hmm. y- you know, you-, you might not actually get it. Like you've got to go into it assuming you probably may not raise. You've got to actually set your target at a, at a really um, manageable sort of amount. You've got to also, I think, understand the psychology of how people connect like I think I've I've thought a lot about what, why? I mean, again, I get really emotional. Why has someone been willing to give me their twenty five dollars for my tea towel? You know, what is it? And, and isn't that incredible? Isn't that mm. amazing? But if you're willing, if you want to raise for your project, you you need to also believe there's someone out there who would give you their twenty five dollars. And why? What yeah. is it? that you're giving them, I guess. And you do perks and rewards and all that sort of stuff and whether it's, you know, signed posters or, you know, you get to the screening or you get your name in the credits or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, that's not enough. It's got to connect with that person's purpose, really. Do you feel like you've figured out what it is in your campaign that has connected with people? We've asked a few people mm-hmm. and... Um, the it's varied response you know some people are saying well you know gender equality is only going to happen by a million very small acts and this is my small act through to um i you know the blokes have had it had their turn and now it's our turn (laughs) through to i just really love a community i love you know, being able to connect with other women and, and, and that sort of uplifting sort of sense that we get, like we were talking about earlier. So there's lots of different reasons. Um, and I think if you're making a film or if, if, you're, if you're wanting to raise for a creative endeavour that's like a fiction, you know, like a 
a drama or a, I don't know, a, a web series. Yeah, you've got to work out what the theme is of your particular project and why will people care. Mm. That's really good advice. Yeah. Because I, I feel think, like... yeah, people like, they know the why they can because it's their baby and their script and their story, but they haven't quite cracked why anyone else would care. But they just go mm. into crowdfunding going, well, fingers crossed. Mm. It's a really mm. good way to look at it for mm. people who are also looking at doing that for their projects. But don't you must see projects come across your desk all the time where mm-hmm. you go, why are they even making this? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, constantly, <laughs> uh, on a weekly basis, sometimes. <laughs> you just, <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, I watch TV and film and go, why did this get yeah. made? Oh. How did it get made? Yeah, How? who funded that? Exactly. Yeah. I so agree. Who just decided to put their money into this? All the time. That is a lot of TV, isn't mm. it? But then you can see that you can see why um, some people had to resort to other means outside of traditional funding methods to get the funding mm. because it shouldn't have been made. Yes. <laughs> That's true. What sort of creative ways are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you made it sound really dodgy. I know. Dodgy. Yeah, well, someone's out there selling something. Some themselves. Kind of contraband. Yeah, yeah, some oh, contraband. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to where you saw the gap, um, what it, and, and also your target market of 35-plus women, what kind of content are you really trying to collate and who are you trying to talk to and what makes it so specific to that demographic? Uh, Well, I mean, we all see it as kind of like a curated hub of content that um, can be anything from, um, you know, women's health to leadership to uh, inspirational women to so far we've had everyone from, um, you know, reality TV stars to amazing authors to um women in stem like and and when we when we launch the app it will be a radio station so it'll be talk back and it'll be music it'll be lots and lots of really fun great vibey music um but i guess there's a real independent spirit about what we do in that there's um you know we, we'll be able to play music that you wouldn't hear mainstream i suppose and we'll be able to talk about things that are perhaps um they're removed from the conversation in mainstream media because they're either considered too niche. P.S. There's five million women over forty in Australia, so it's not particularly niche. Not right? niche at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, the powers that be go. Mm, people don't want to talk about the fact that you know my kids are my kids are teenagers, and I'm now trying to work out who I am these mm-hmm. days. Or you know, women in their 50s are often pushed out of employment, so there's a lot of conversation around that. Or, you know, relationships, oh, my God, second and third marriages, all of those things. That yeah. When you're heading into the worst words ever, middle age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that 35 plus? Oh, my God. No, I think that's 40. Okay. Maybe. All right. I'm definitely middle age and it hurts me to say. It. I'm 49, so... But, you know, it is a different conversation and it's not had very often in, well, I never hear that in radio. Mm. No. Yeah. And yeah. why not? Like, we love talking. Yeah. And you're actually, and you're the, you're insightful because we, for Steph and I, it's like, well, we want to hear from the 49, 50 plus because there's the wisdom that we mm-hmm. haven't, we haven't yet lived that. Yeah, well, you know, we had um, Kaz Cook on the show on Tuesday morning. She's got a new book coming out. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a new book. 
coming out called um, uh, You're Doing It Wrong, The Bad and Bonkers Advice to Women, right? It's like a huge, really fat. You know how she just researches, incredible research for all of her writing. So it's this very, very weighty kind of book where she has just basically listed every lie that has been told to women that you can imagine. Brilliant. That's and a big book. Then, and then given like the history of to where that's come from, okay? So, for instance, I, I brought up cellulite with her. And yes. she's gone, well, did you know that cellulite was a made-up term by a man in the 20s who was literally selling a product? He made it up, mm. right? Oh now, I was like, if I could go back in time and Kill him. smash that guy yeah. through the face for the misery mm. that he has caused generations of women mm-hmm. and now it's poisoned our brains, Yeah, it's right? a negative connotation yeah. now, yeah. It's so hard to remove that from mm. us and that's the kind of stuff we, you, we could yeah we're very insightful at our age because we don't give a shit anymore mm. and we're just like i will not be told mm. i'm just i'm too old to give a shit what you think and say whereas yeah when i was in my early 30s and down all i worried about the whole time was what people thought of me mm. Mm. i think it's actually really important this the broad radio is not really for 35 plus it's like content from 35 plus year olds but i think 20 year olds would really benefit from yeah i mean they might not want to be so interested in the menopause talk which (laughs) oh look just get prepared you never know (laughs) well i mean the fact is that it's not it's not talked about very often Mm. and the more you talk about it i suppose just generally you'll be more prepared for it when it comes Mm. yeah it's like pregnancy you know yeah no one no one prepares you enough i mean i bought you the cas cookbook when you were pregnant and i remember you said you sit in the office and be like what the fuck is going to happen to you? Like, oh, my God, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. And we used to, I had a dream once where, like, anyway, I'd read the book and then the dream happened and I was like, oh, bad things are going to happen to you. But, like, got <laughs> to be prepared. Yeah. It is the most horrific thing ever. Yeah. There's no dressing it up as anything but the worst day of your life, the day you give birth. Yes. <laughs> in my opinion. But still some True. some women sat in my mother's group and said it was that it was the best. And I was like, you're lying. You're absolutely there's, there's lying. No way. There's don't a- care. Don't shut up. No. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, a lie. It's got to be a lie. lie. I remember some woman told me once that she orgasmed while she was. No, 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 you didn't. You didn't. Like, you can't. I'm like, is that's not what you call an orgasm. No. <laughs> You've been doing it wrong, love. <laughs> I've got something else to tell you. <laughs> that's wild. It is. It's true, though. And you, uh, you said just before about what kind of briefs we get in casting, and it's so funny because it's this weird perception that anything below forty maybe is meant is like the appealing. But then, mm. as soon as it gets above forty, it's for bloody incontinence pads. That's mm. what the ads for. Or you're just the you're the mum that has to like wrangle the kids. Wrangle the kids, and you're this like oh dishevelled, like oh I've got to get the KFC because the kids have fucking annoying me and, and, or it's I'm incontinent and you're like yeah what about the beautiful power boss woman that's just selling this product yeah. like and and the crazy thing and again this is where the opportunity you know you, you you're creating a startup you need to know that there's a really solid business case because I after we finish the crowdfund I'm heading out hoping to get some seed funding for this right mm. I, I need investment it's not mm-hmm. going to happen without investment um, and so there has to be a very clear business case. And it's so obvious to me because women are responsible for like 90% of the purchase. 
practices, as again, you would know in Mm -hmm. the advertising world, yet we don't get spoken to. We're completely Mm -hmm. ignored and we're treated like we're, as you say, (laughs) for some reason we can't run without tripping over. (laughs) We have have trouble juggling all the things. I'm I'm like, are you crazy? We've all seen those memes when uh, COVID hit and they were struggling to roll out all the various things like the vaccinations or whatever. We've all seen those memes where people said, just give it to a middle-aged woman with three kids and a career. It'll get done. had it organised. It'll be done. <laughs> Within like a week and a half. Right. So, But the advertising, you're right. It's like we don't see, because youth is absolutely idolised. Youth is idolised. Mm. And as soon as you may, heaven forbid, have, you know, skin that's not dewy and gorgeous and you're not lithe and you're not um considered sexual being like someone that a person would fuck then you're past it mm. and that's the other thing that really i'm on you've you've, you've started something great <laughs> i love it i'm, I'm loving this yeah well, this is the other thing that enrages me about the way women my age are treated is this notion that the only way you could be a sexual being is if you still looked good for your age. Yes. Mm. And I'm like, are you joking? Mm. I have friends who are in their mid-50s who look like they're in their mid-50s. They're, you know, they are of a certain shape and size and whatever. And they have fucking great sex all the time. Mm -hmm. They don't need to look like a fucking, you know, Vogue model. Like, I, I get really cross when you see women who are, they do look amazing for their age, even like Helen Mirren's and the like. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to look like Helen Mirren to be having great sex. So thanks very much. I'm just going to look like me. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's, it doesn't, one does not equal the other. That is not, it can. Well, that's, that's right. Just Imagine we could find out that Helen Mirren is a really dud root. Well, 100%. <laughs> she hasn't had sex in 20 years. We don't know. <laughs> I, I love where this has gone. Yeah, this is gone. Yeah. Congratulations on the radio station. I can't, I, 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 I'm ashamed that those words ever passed my lips because I, I think we all know that Helen Mirren is glorious and we should never speak an ill word against her. But, but you never know. You <laughs> never know. Oh, look, Helen Mirren has gone through menopause, so she's had the same That's kinds right. of, of lacking in confidence and, you know, mm-hmm. all the shit that happens when you go through menopause. She's done it, mm. and, you know, and pretended like it wasn't happening whilst she was on set. How amazing is that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's not enough credit given to what women go through, just their bo- just the things that are out of their control, the bodily functions, that the cycle of a woman in their lifetime. Mm. But we mm. still get on with it, get the shit done. Oh, my God, without complaining. Without complaining. I mean, fuck, cry me a river, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every man that's yeah. turned this on is like, nah, fuck this. This episode <laughs> may not be for you. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, on that though, I, I've, I've recently, um, separated from my husband last year and I think it's interesting all of the, um, the things that I've been reading and dabbling in this online dating thing that is, that was never a thing when I was young, younger. Um, and it's really weird how men also perceive that women, once they've got a child and they're separated, Yuck. are broken. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. broken. Oh, yeah. no, I don't want to have a relationship with you because I might have to deal with your ex, who is not crazy, by the way. He's my ex, but we're still mates. Um, and I just find it so infuriating that that is a perception of, and many women think that too, I think. Mm. 
Um, because when I separated, I was like, oh, this is, this is me now. I'm just going to be it. This is me. I'm single for the rest of my life. No one's going to want me. Oh, that's so sad. I hate hearing you say that. But do you know what I mean though? Like just consuming media that just tells you that story. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm in my early thirties and I think that I don't really hear from other women in their early thirties saying that they have that they're good and they're, you know, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. there's... Oh, and also you're surrounded by, um, I know, well, for friends of mine who've separated in their 40s, late 30s and early 40s, any male that is single tends up to go out with 25-year-olds. Mm. I know. What is That's with such that? such bullshit. What is with that? Yeah. It's so odd to me. Yeah. And quite quickly... Like mm. very quickly, very quickly, it's like I've moved on now. Mm. So it's a weird, yeah, it's a very weird thing, and it's just it, I feel like it's ignored in mainstream media that women in their mm-hmm. uh, in their thirties and forties get divorced, and it's okay. Who yeah, gives a shit? It's the whole thing yeah. about um, the media not reflecting families that look different. Correct. There's yeah. not enough of it, and I know there's little bits. Um, and I haven't seen that new show made, which I think talks about it a bit, but like there isn't enough that is just so families look different. Mm. They're not all one yeah. size. Yeah. And, I, and, and that also speaks to one of our values for broad radio is real diversity. Yeah. And it's, and you know, I'm cognizant of the fact that I am a white, uh, heterosexual, middle class woman, right? So I have enormous privilege sitting here. Um, but it's my greatest desire for broad radio to bring as many diverse voices as possible. And that does mean single mums. It means women who choose not to have children, women yeah. who haven't had children for whatever reason, um, women who are LGBTQI or, you know, non-binary people. Um, and I obviously women of colour, Aboriginal women, women, women with disabilities, like it's just, the whole gamut of voices, but actually when you add them up, there's millions mm-hmm. of voices mm. you don't hear in mainstream media. Well, yeah, there's such diversity in that one, you know, in that one demographic. And it's like mm. what you're saying, true diversity. I think everyone hears the word diversity and just thinks person of colour or LGBTQI, but it's actually way more broad spectrum than that. I mean, even when you just so when you just touched on people living with disability in that one in that one portion is like a whole spectrum of different voices in there. Mm. So Yes. Well, I mean, there's this beautiful campaign that I don't know if you've come across it that's been launched worldwide called We the Fifteen. Mm. And um Ali Cole, who is our greatest ever female Paralympian, um, is the ambassador in Australia for it, I believe. And it's about the fact that People with disabilities represent 15% of the world's population. Yep. 15%. Massive. Yet, it's huge. That's billions of billions of people. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, do we see 15% of the, the faces and the people on our screen? No, not even the, close. Not even close. Mm-mm. It's no. astounding, really. It, and it enrages time. me. I mm. feel it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's exciting. It's exciting that, um, and again, you know, if you want to know, if you have a good idea, you've got to be really brave and tell the world about it. And yeah. it's quite scary when you do that. And mm. I know as a creative, 
that is your challenge as an artist every single time you create something you can't keep it to yourself you have to share it with the world Mm -hmm. and hope that those people that you've shared it with are interested in it have Mm -hmm. a hunger for it right so doing the crowdfund i just feel so incredibly grateful that uh i'm seeing the evidence that there is a hunger for what we're doing absolutely i think you are doing a beautiful thing yeah using your not only your skills but your your profile and your platform it's just such a beautiful thing and Mm. i think you yeah it's interesting you say that because i was like oh you know oh fuck it i'll do it myself and then um sort of a few months in i realized probably it's it wouldn't have been as easy for it's not easy trust me Mm -hmm. it's hard but it would have been harder for someone who hasn't spent 20 years in the media i kind of wasn't aware of that i sort of wasn't aware how that would benefit me but Mm. i i'm really glad now that i go oh everything i've done to this moment has led to this yes and now there's a reason that i got up at 3 30 in the morning yeah Yeah. it's funny how that sometimes in life that that is what happens like Mm -hmm. you just kind of come to the realization of oh this is my purpose yeah this was what i did all of that for and i loved it at the time but i didn't because sometimes i just kind of fumble through and don't really you know you make decisions and stuff but you don't really know where it's leading you Mm. yeah i think um i think our purpose sometimes I like because I talk in schools a lot and um, people want to hear about purpose. And I think knowing your purpose is like a talent. Mm. It's a talent, oh. like, you know, being able to um, sing or, you know, like, it's as much of a talent yep. to know your purpose. So sometimes I think people beat themselves up because, like, oh, mm-hmm. what am I here for? I'm like, well, you know, maybe today all you're here for is to smile at that person that's mm. perfect. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's your, your purpose, purpose. Is, it changes that's throughout that's your enough. life. Yeah. yeah. It has to yeah. change. And certainly in, you know, 10, 12, 15 years' time, I don't know when, when it's time for me to exit Broad Radio, my purpose will be to sit by the beach with a gin and tonic. Shit, yes. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Well, well earned. <laughs> yeah. It'll be your time. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, goddamn, I'll be 65 by then, so. I'll Woo. be doing, like, I'll be doing hell You'll be, I'll be just, yeah. Just, yes. I'll be like a, you know. But with good sex. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird because you both know my husband. So. Yeah, I know. We'll just pretend that I put that to the back of my mind for a second. <laughs> sorry, Daz. Yeah, sorry about that. That's too funny. Um, so, um, what can everyone do? You've got um, another thirty days. You said on the campaign. Yeah, so twenty sixth of November, the campaign wraps up. Um, if you go, where our campaign is on Indiegogo. So, if you ever yep. want to do a crowdfund, you got to do lots of research around the different mm. platforms you want to use. We went with Indiegogo because um, we really love their that great support. Um, really fantastic kind of resources and and yeah, they basically their structure worked for us. So, Indiegogo is where you go and um, just search Broad Radio. Um, and every cent counts. I know that sounds so such a cliche, but it really does. And you can do like there's twenty five dollar tea towels right through to business packages that are worth you know two thousand dollars. There's everything in between. You could be a beta tester for the app. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I know that's kind of cool. Isn't that's it? very nerdy. I love it. Mm. I know we've got a few people who are like, yeah, I want to do yeah. that. I want to tear it apart and tell you what's not working. And I'm like, perfect. Love you it. need those people though. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good idea. Um, mm. So yeah, 
26th of November, we wrap it up. So um, once the app, once we've raised enough for the app, we'll probably continue raising to help us with studio costs. Yes. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's so lovely oh. to have your support. Thank you, um, Joe. We'll put the link to the Indiegogo campaign in the show notes so you can all head there and have a look and, yeah. Get thanks behind for, it. Yeah, get behind and, it. And if you, you know, if you feel like it, tune in Tuesday mornings, Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. We live stream 9am uh, as Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Great. I always get both. A-D-T-E-S-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so every Tuesday morning. Perfect. Okay, great. Love All that. right. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank Jo. you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. That's the end of the episode, so we hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and comment, share, whatever you do. Um, so tell your people. people. Yeah, tell your people so other people can also benefit from the clusterfuck that is Stefan Al. See you next time. Bye.